SolarWinds MSP changes name to Enable. What does this mean for the MSP community? We'll discuss on today's MSP Zone. You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. SolarWinds MSP is now enable. The old becomes new again. That's what we're talking about on today's MSP Zone. And, you know, we've known about this for a while. Uh, we've had the press announcement, I think, uh, at least a month or so ago, uh, letting everyone know that this was going to happen. Uh, if Even if we didn't have that, you could probably read between the lines that this was going to happen as a result of the of the SolarWinds uh Orion um, you know, security issue, um, and we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about what this means for the channel, what this means for UMSPs, and you know probably some analysis on on why it was probably an inevitable and, and probably a good thing. Um, so, so for those of you who were not aware, um, the the SolarWinds MSP division of SolarWinds um, is changing its name to Enable. Uh, why should you care? Well, it's, it's history. You should know about it. You should know what these things mean. Um, in this case, it's um, I referenced the old becoming new again. Um, for those of you who don't know, take a little back down a little history lesson. Um, Enable was was arguably the first or one of the first one or two uh, RMM companies coming out specifically to address MSPs or companies, VARs, value-added resellers, who were becoming MSPs in the early 2000s. Um, the, the other company, uh, if, if those of you are uh, playing trivia, um, they're, they're, they don't exist anymore, but uh, Silverback Technologies. Uh, Silverback was sold to Dell um, over 10 years ago, uh, not exactly sure what the date was. I'll, I'll, I'll put some uh, information into, this, into the show notes uh, later on. But it was, it was really Enable and Silverback that answered uh, the call and addressed a critical market uh, gap, which was that there were um, – Plenty of enterprise tools, things like HP OpenView, uh, CA Unicenter, um, IBM, it wasn't IBM at the time, but uh, Tivoli, um, and, and if Remedy, they're now owned by BMC. Um, th- there's a handful of tools that were out there from the mid-1990s that were used almost exclusively, almost exclusively by the enterprise class MSPs. A handful of mid-market uh, MSPs who were uh, early in the adoption of managed services. Um, when I when I say that, you know, you may say, "Well, what does he mean? Early stage MSPs who are doing managed services? Of course, an MSP would be doing managed services." They didn't really call themselves MSPs back then. They were they were VARs. They were IT system integrators. They were they were doing a lot of different things in a very small percentage of that was 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 managed services and and so that's why i'm saying 
they, they, we call them MSPs today looking back, but they were really VARs, IT integrators, project, you know, I, IT solutions providers of various sorts. But uh, MSPs were, were still kind of a, it was a name that they hadn't really uh, adopted strongly at yet. Um, so those were the companies that were starting to use uh, solutions like OpenView and Unicenter to deliver managed services. And these solutions were very expensive. These solutions uh, cost a lot of money to implement. They cost an even larger amount of money after you owned the license to actually have it stood up and configured because they did not come ready to play out of the box. Plug and play was not one of those features. So you had to buy, um, you know, the, the, the software to begin with, you had to host it because this was before cloud, before SaaS. Uh, you had to, you had to, uh, you know, get the software, put it into your data center, your co-location facility. You then had to configure it. And that was a, a process in and of itself where you had to go and get, uh, HP OpenView architects and people who were, uh, experts and knowledgeable in standing up these solutions uh, specifically for a multi-tenant managed services environment use case, which these things were not really friendly to do that. They were, again, largely enterprise management tools, not really multi-tenant at the MSP-friendly RMM ticketing systems that you are familiar with today. And so, so that's that was the backdrop in the in the mid to late '90s that led up to 2000, 2001, 2002, when companies like Enable and Silverback Technologies really said, "Look, there's a there's a better way to do this. There's there's better technology, better features, and by the way, we can develop it at a lower cost point, and we can make it friendly." to the smaller MSP who doesn't have all of these resources available and can't spend half a million dollars standing up a, a managed services practice before they even can generate a, a dollar in revenue from it. Uh, and, and that's what they did. And so Enable came around and they, they were market leaders in many ways, as was Silverback. Uh, Silverback actually was, a, uh, was an MSP themselves who developed their own RMM technology um, and then kind of morphed away from managed services into the pure software side of it. But, um, you know, Enable really um, charted its course by saying, we're going to bring RMM MSP technology to the masses. We're going to bring it to the non-enterprise class uh, channel. And that changed everything. I mean, it literally changed everything. It, it opened up the whole um, spectrum of what was possible for the channel, especially as you had um, the spark at that time. There was a spark that was becoming a flame that was going to become the MSP revolution of, of the early to, early to mid-2000s where you had a land rush. I mean, it started with maybe in the dozens. It started, you know, then to the hundreds, and then, boom, it was like thousands and thousands and thousands of of companies all over the world suddenly said, we, we want out of this old outdated business model and we want to become managed service providers and get into the recurring revenue business. And 
technologies like Enable were exactly what they needed in order to do that. And so fast forward, you had, you had uh, you know, uh, what everyone knows now, a massive um, uh, rapid expansion over, let's say, maybe a eight to 10 year period, uh, chiefly in the early to mid uh, 2000s, where you had all this momentum from moving away from break fix towards proactive managed services. And then when Enable sold, um, when they sold to SolarWinds, right, they, they kind of left that brand by the wayside. They, they, you know, SolarWinds was on the ascendancy at that point. Um, SolarWinds, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, had uh, before this a lot of network management, network monitoring solutions that were sold predominantly not exclusively, but predominantly to end-user organizations and a lot in the, at the enterprise level. And Enable, you know, became the SolarWinds or what became the SolarWinds MSP division um, uh, with both the Enable core and then uh, later on with Logic Now that kind of got bolted in together. And so they, they developed what, you know, what was a, a pretty comprehensive um, solution of RMM security backup ticketing all the, all the typical things that you would expect from an MSP platform company and and then all of a sudden late last year what happens you you have this the sunburst attack um, coming out of the SolarWinds uh, Orion division if I'm not mistaken and causing a lot of problems for the company now just so we are all clear including any of you end users out there listening, the, the SolarWinds MSP division was not implicated. As far as I'm aware, as far as what I have heard and read, it was solely the, the, the Orion, the SolarWinds main platform product, the, the network monitoring product that had been compromised. And so the people at, at uh, the MSP division said, well, wait a minute, we need to we need to separate ourselves from this because it's not good that they're lumping us in with this product, which is, um, you know, it's a different product, first of all. Um, second of all, the, the MSPs shouldn't pay the price of a parent company's, you know, security, um, you know, uh, problems. And, uh, and I, 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 it makes sense from a PR standpoint. It makes sense for a lot of reasons. And so now we have, you know, as of right now, I just uh, my team sent me the, uh, the 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 website URL and enable.com is back up and running. And wouldn't you know it, it, it looks like the old enable. And now, you know, I'm looking at the at the leadership page. It's got all of the the traditional logic now. Um, old enable veterans back in the uh, in the mix. They were never gone. They were always with the, the old SolarWinds MSP divisions, but they're back now under the the flagship name of Enable. And I think that it's good. I think it's good because it separates um, it separates them um, from a PR standpoint from what had happened at SolarWinds. It gives them a fresh start for this year in terms of um, reaching out to enables and giving them and their customers comfort that, you know, they're, they're really having nothing to do with, uh, with the SolarWinds uh, group and what had happened there. And it's a fresh coat of paint. And, and I think it's a good thing uh, for this to happen. And um, what, what does it mean moving forward? Well, I mean, if I had to guess, 
I would say it puts, and I've, I've heard only rumors, and I'm not gonna not gonna speculate out loud about what those rumors are, but it wouldn't surprise me if with this new coat of paint and a new brand and a new year that Enable is going to be now on a track that is similar to where Datto and Kaseya and, and ConnectWise are, which is continuing to grow their, their juggernaut of, of uh, influence and, you know, p- potentially, you know, making a play for an IPO at some point or, you know, maybe just doing continued acquisitions and growth through that, uh, through that strategy, just like all the other uh, peers and counterparts in the MSP platform community are doing. Um, this sets it up for that, right? I, I don't think that they could have achieved IPO. They couldn't have achieved significant growth after the the um, the the um, the Orion um, you know sunburst issue. That they had to make a change, and I think that this does make a lot of sense. And now I'm I'm assuming that there is probably some financial um, you know back end changes taking place. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not privy to that. Uh, I've not read anything about that. I, I'm just making a, an educated guess that there's probably, you know, a divestiture of some of some sort. But th- this is, you know, w- with the team that I'm looking at here, the, the team that has a lot of years of experience, both with the, the old Enable and the old LogicNow uh, groups, both of which knew, you know, and understood MSPs very well, that this group is going to be well positioned, well, um, perfectly capable of doing some big things in 2021 and beyond. Um, they, they just because they've done it before, and now that they have kind of separated themselves from the mothership, they're now going to be able to go out there, continue their growth, um, potentially do some acquisitions, maybe raise some money, you know, do some cool things. Uh, I hope. And um, and make it interesting for the marketplace, and and I think that it should also give um, the MSPs who were on the previous you know platform brand a, a little bit of comfort, um, you know, n- knowing that they're kind of a new name, it, it doesn't have any of that negative association from before, and you know, it's kind of like I said, it's a fresh coat of paint, looks good, everyone's happy, moving forward, you know, bad stuff is behind us, so. Um, I, I think it's important to recognize that you know th- this is a, a core group that has a lot of experience in the man- managed services sector. Um, I, I think that it's going to mean good things. More competition in the in the MSP you know RMM platform space is good. Ultimately, as long as they challenge the rest of the community in a good way, I think that that ultimately helps the MSPs and their customers. We'll see. Um, we will definitely see. We'll keep a close eye on this, but. For those of you out there who uh, who were not aware of this, now 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 you're aware. Um, don't look for SolarWinds MSP anymore because it ain't there. Uh, it's now so it's now Enable. Um, the old website URL, um, the old teams back together, and um, yeah, we we congratulate them. Wish them uh, best uh, best luck and fortune in the campaigns ahead, and we we, we hope to see good things from this group. Um, Hope you liked today's podcast episode. If you have any comments about the old SolarWinds MSP or Enable groups, you have some stories to, to share with us. We'd love to hear them. 
uh, send me an, an email at mspzone at mspalliance.com. Let me know what you think. And until next time, this is Charles Weaver for the MSP Zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone. Zone.